And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. You know, it is unique when Valentine's Day is celebrated on Sunday. Isn't it unique? You know, Sunday is the Lord's Day. And um, since we are here, in church not only do we get to celebrate the love for our immediate family but we also get to celebrate the love for our church family isn't that wonderful our church family and as a church we get the opportunity to collectively celebrate the love of our lives who is king jesus isn't it a love of your life hallelujah Come on, somebody, let's, let's give him the love of our lives. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. I was talking with some, some, <laughs> some pastors and I said, my soul has found the one in whom I love. <laughs> and the, the, what is her name? I said, not her name, his name. <laughs> his name is Jesus. Oh, yes, my soul has my soul. I found my wife. Are you with me? But, but, but I was in the spirit, they were in the flesh. The Bible says, walk in the spirit. Anyhow. Anybody can say your soul has found the one whom you love. The one who will never let you down. Glory be to God. Sometimes when I think about him, tears come to my eyes. Because he's been so good to me. Anybody out there can say he's been so good to you. Hallelujah. You see how we dealt with people. Passionate. Loving. Forgiving. Long-suffering. Tender-hearted. Oh, what a Jesus. We serve a wonderful Savior. Hallelujah. Ah, bless the Lord. So it's a blessing to be here to collectively celebrate him. Jesus Christ, superstar. You know, in every church, every time we meet as a church, there is only one celebrity in the house, and that's Jesus. Amen. One celebrity in the house. Amen. All praise, glory, and honor goes to him. Always. Amen. Oh, we bless him. He told us that same love he demonstrated. He said to walk in it. Amen. He said to walk in love. How many of you agree, would agree that he's right? He said to walk in love. Walk in love. And he gave one sentence as to how to tell us, as to how to demonstrate what walking in love looks like. In Ephesians chapter 5, can you go quickly? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. One sentence, two scripture verses. Ephesians chapter 5, let's read verse 1 and 2. It says, Be you therefore, he's speaking to the church of Ephesus, say, us. He's talking to us. He said, Be you therefore, or you therefore, be followers of God as their children. That phrase, followers of God, followers here in the Greek is imitators. So if we insert the word imitators here, he's saying, you be therefore an imitator of God as their children. And he's going to explain what he meant by what it means to be an imitator of God. How many of you love God? He doesn't just leave you hanging. He always gives a definition. When you read the Bible, always look for punctuation marks. Like full stop. One, five scripture verses, one sentence. We have two sentences, two verses, one sentence. So verse 2 tells us what it means to walk in love as dear children. Not only as children. Can somebody say dear children? Well, I, I was told they are children and they are dear children. That's what I heard. I heard that they are children and they are dear children. He's talking to dear children. And this is what he said loves look like. He said, walk in love as Christ hath also loved us. How do we walk in love? As Christ has also loved us. How did Jesus do that? He continues to elaborate. He says, and hath 
given. So how did Jesus love us? He gave himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice. So love involves offering yourself and sacrificing. There's got to be some sacrificing. There's got to be some self-denial. Sometimes you got to feel like sometimes when you begin to when you begin to live out love and and be like Jesus Christ you feel like an offering on fire. Amen. Can I say sometimes you feel like a burnt offering? <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? I just left the gym. I'm on the way home and I got a call from my wife. I need this and this and this and this and that and this. And the flesh wants to say, tell her you are tired. But I remember, brothers and sisters, love has sacrifice. There's some self-denial. And so I said, just text me the list. <laughs> I get what I'm saying. I say, Lord, I need some strength on my way to Walmart. I just gave everything I had in the gym. But I know your love. <laughs> and you get what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, glory be to Jesus. I need a smoothie. It's way across town, lady. <laughs> but I say yes. I understand how Christ loved us. Amen. <laughs> glory. <laughs> now, for those of you who did not know, that's where this church get its name from. This scripture verse, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. That's why everything we do here, we want to be loving. I'm going to visit quickly because I look at the time and I was a little disappointed, but that's okay. We have, when we start doing our conferences, mm, we'll praise like we praised a while ago and won't stop. Are you with me? It's going to be all day Saturday, all day Friday. And when the Spirit of God takes over like He did a while ago, there'll be no stopping of praise. Are you with me? If no stopping of praise, some of you come here and you just come for a word. I came here to praise the Lord. I came to give something. I didn't just come to sit and receive. The Bible says more blessed to give than to receive. And that's not only money. That's why when I leave church, I want to be tired. I want to give everything. Glory be to Jesus. Are you with me? On my way home every Saturday, Sunday, I'm saying, Lord, how did I do? Did I give everything? Let's do an evaluation. Because I see how they behave in the, in the stadium, in the football game. Are you with me? I see how they worship the God of entertainment. And brother, I got a God. Creator of heaven and earth. I need to give him praise. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. They told Jesus, why? The, 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 the Pharisees told Jesus, why don't you stop the people from praising me? Jesus said, what? If they don't, the rocks will. And no rock is taking my place. I'm well able to praise God. God don't need any replacement for me. No way. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So quickly. Oh my God. I'm going to quickly run through that. I want to look at, you know, scripture communicates three types of love. Three types of love. Amen. And let's just go through, through some of them quickly. And wherever we stop, we'll stop. Is that all right? Amen. So. I want you to turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 5, verse 15 to 19. In this particular text, we see what is commonly referred to as a love that's shared between a male and a female. Amen? A husband and a wife. Amen? And I'm not saying if you are not married, you don't share that connection. Amen? Praise the Lord, if you engage, you in love. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? This is, the type of, this is the type of connection this particular scripture is describing. Let me warn you, the, the language in there is a little tough. So if you're Pharisee, you'll be very uncomfortable. 
You get what I'm saying? There's some of us, we are so proper. God just cannot get to us. Amen? You know why I was like that? I grew up Pentecostal. Yeah, Pentecostal holiness. <laughs> Let me... Anyhow, it reads here, and I'm going to, what, what, what the Holy Spirit is doing through Solomon is he's using the imagery of water mm, to contrast the joy of a faithful marriage yes. and the disaster of infidelity. Yes. So in verse 9 to 14, he's describing the disaster of infidelity and he's contrasting it now with the joy of marriage. Amen? Isn't that lovely? And he's using water. As the imagery in verse 15 he says he's talking to married men and he said to married men drink waters out of your own cistern and running waters out of your own well notice the word own 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 are you with me so he's referring to the, the word cistern when the Holy Spirit moved on Solomon's heart to use the word cistern and, word, and the word well. He was referring to the wife from whom the husband is to draw all his satisfying refreshing or satisfying refreshment sexually and affectionately. From whom is he to draw it from? His wife, his own wife, his own cistern, his own well. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a blessing? Glory be to Jesus. Now he turns over to verse 16. Verse 16, he's telling us practically how men behave in verse 16. He says, let your fountains be dispersed abroad. And rivers of waters in the streets. The word fountains and rivers here is expressing is an expression here referring to the male procreativity capacity. Can I be plain? He's talking about the male seed. Anybody know what the seeds are? Should I make it clear or you get it? The male seed, amen. That's <laughs> the <laughs> Are you with me? That's, is, is that in the Bible or that's in the Bible? Yeah. And God is so good. He knows a lot of us will feel uncomfortable. Or, or uncomfortable, that's the word, right? He masks it as water and fountain. Mm -hmm. Before some of you read and say, that's not the Bible. It is the Bible. If you read songs of Solomon, you'll come out different. That's one of my favorite books. This, you didn't know that. Songs of Solomon. My wife said, I know that. <laughs> That's one of my favorite books. Songs of Solomon. Make things plain for me. What a blessing. <laughs> it says here, the foolish male is a fountain. That's what he's saying here. Scattering precious water everywhere. Scattering precious seed everywhere. A picture of the wastefulness of sexual promiscuosity. Notice what is the result of fountains being dispersed everywhere. The Bible says here, rivers of waters in the streets. Which means he has kids everywhere. Today they call them a rolling stone. That's what... <laughs> That's what the Bible tell. It's in the Word. It's all in the Word. If you take time, the Lord will show you. And then He gives some advice further. Verse seventeen. I got to move on. There is a Lord I could I could stay here and talk about Amen. But I got to move on. Verse seventeen says, "Let them be all." He's talking to the men. Amen. He said, "Yes, let them be only thine, and not strangers with you." Amen. The man should not take his love and desire to anyone else by getting out into the street. He should take his love and his desire and his passion to his wife. Mm -hmm. To his whom? Wife. And she likewise should take her passion and her desire to him. Mm -hmm. Is that alright? Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 18. I'm coming, I'm coming to a landing here. Verse 18 says, You men, let your fountains be blessed. Are you with me? Yes. 
Let your seed be blessed. How? And rejoice with the wife of your youth. As far as God is concerned, marriage is never get old. It's always young. <laughs> oh, glory be. He said rejoice with the wife of your youth. That's what you do. Every woman here will get married. Let me see. Every woman who attends Images of God Ministries will get married. Because as the pastor here, I speak it. Oh yeah, I got you covered. My wife and I, yes, we do. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will get married to the right man. Amen. Not a rolling stone. Just look how it's going to happen. Thus saith the Lord. It's going to happen. Because I'm busy praying about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because why? It is God's will. Don't you fight the Lord's will? Glory. <laughs> A man is to rejoice with his wife. And his wife is to rejoice with him. God is not against sex. How many of you know that? God, he is the one who created it. He gave the first woman, the first woman, totally naked and exposed to the first man and commanded them to what? Multiply. How did God give Adam his wife? Naked. naked. You know, I've heard preachers said, well, she had the glory cloud. She had no glory cloud on her. I'll tell you what cloud she had. She had the naked cloud. Now you get what I'm saying? Sometimes we Christians make Christianity too difficult. The Bible says the man, God gave the man his woman, she was naked. That's how she was. That's why we have so many problems in marriage. You're married and you're at the house dressed like a Catholic nun. From your head to your toe. The devil is a liar. Take a cue from God. Take a cue from God. There's got to be some exposure. Let me move on here. Let me move on. Let me move on here. Let me move on. <laughs> Anyhow, these games they have to stop. That's why I don't talk much about these things. Are you with me? Because no games. Are you with me? All right, let's. Glory be to Jesus. But this is what I love about God. Even if Solomon and David, they, they had, they had uh, polygamous relationships, God is still remaining to his standard. One wife. Solomon had a thousand women, but here he's talking about one wife. Because that's God's standard. That's how you know that men that God wrote the Bible through men because they wrote against the very life they lived. Yeah. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Yeah. Man, that's beautiful. Verse 19 brings it home. Amen. I hold on to your seat. He said, let, let her be as a loving hind. A, a hind is a female, uh, a female deer. And he said, let her be as a pleasant roe. A roe is a female goat. And in the book of Solomon, these uh, hinds and roes were used to depict beautiful, the beauty of women. So that's what he's referencing here. Again, that's how we know the Bible is the 66 book came together because they reference one another. So Proverbs is speaking up from songs of Solomon. Amen. He said, let her be as a lot on a pleasant road. Let her breast. That's in the word. Men, the Bible tells you, let your wife's breast satisfy you every time. Are you with me? And he continued. He said, and be thou ravished. Always with her love. The word ravish is to be, uh, uh, is to be overwhelmed. You got to be reeling like a drunk man from love. That's, isn't that, that's what the word says. Isn't that what the word says. You know, when I was growing up, Elder, 
these old preachers when they preach these messages they would bring all the young people to the front and they would say what did the bible say here it's, it's referring to he said the preacher said to me i remember that i was 16 years old he said young man it is referring to married men if you are not married you should not be ravished with anybody's love <laughs> They brought all the females together. They said, females, if you're not married, your breast should not satisfy anybody. That's what I was told growing up in church. Today, we get, today we get, we get so advanced. We can even tell people the truth in love. It is for their benefit. And so if you need, young man, if you need, ravishing. Young lady, if you think you can satisfy, then it's time to get married. And we'll marry you right here in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Are you getting what I'm saying? We've married quite a few just standing right here. My wife and I, amen. In the last month, we've married three or four. I'm talking too fast. In the last month or two, we've married three or four couples right here, standing right here. Amen. Because I told them. Psalms 5, what, what thus saith the Lord. God is for sex, but it's for sex in marriage. Amen. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. So that type of law, that type of love is called eros. In the Hebrew, that word right here, her love. In the Hebrew, uh, um, that word means, it means, it, 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 is, it, it, it is love that's based on physical attraction and fulfillment. In the Hebrew, though, I'm looking for the definition I had here. But in the Greek, the Greek counterpart for that word is eros. Let me move on quickly, amen? Eros. Uh, that's where you get the word erotic from. Mm -hmm. So it's a sensual stimulating love. And it's in the word of God. Because that's necessary for marriage. Let me say that again. This type of love is necessary for? Ma it's very important for marriage. You, you've got to have some, uh, you, you, got, you, you got to have some attraction. Some sexual attraction. We thank God for the spirit. Amen? But we're on earth. And God said you got to procreate. Praise the Lord. Let me move on here. Some of you, some of you are getting quiet on me. I, I, I got seven pages just on this right here just but let me move on to the next type of love <laughs> the next type of love I got seven honestly I got a lot of pages on this right here because you see because the time is going to come when we're going to talk about it I'm getting ready for conferences let's jump to the next type of love phileo romans chapter 12. now there are numerous verses from the bible we can use to talk about these but i'm using the ones i think that are appropriate phileo love romans chapter 12 verses 9 to 13. amen you got it now verse 9 is what i refer to as a thematic statement god wrote a theme and he's going to develop the theme in the following verses amen a theme is made, a statement is made, and it's, it's going to be explained further. So let's look at the statement that's made. He's talking to the church in Rome. He said, you, and every time you see the word let, the suggested noun in here is you, pronoun, sorry, is you. So you, let love be without dissimulation. I'll explain what that means in a while. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. That is the statement he made. Amen. Now he's going to explain what he means by that. Because he's telling you and I, we have a duty towards one another as part of the Christian family. Yes. Are you with me? We have a duty towards one another. And he's going to explain what that duty is. And brothers and sisters, I think these verses are so crucial. They are so necessary to be taught in churches. You know, when we speak about walking in the power of the spirit and faith and so on and, and miracle signs and wonders, because we don't have these in order, that's why we're not seeing them. These things, let's look at what I'm talking about. Verse 10. Verse 10, Romans. Be kindly affectioned. You, you don't see that a lot in churches today. We have, we have a lot of talk about power and signs and wonders and healing. But kindly affectioned. 
Are you with me, saints? Be kindly affectioned one to another with what? He's doubling down. We need some of that in the church. That's part of the ingredient for healing to flow and occurness just ordinarily. Haven't you walk in some churches and you just, I'm healed. <laughs> Nobody laid hands on you. Nobody touched you. But the power of love, the power of God is flowing. Because there is kindly affection. There is brotherly love amongst one another. So much so God just flows out of everybody. And when he does, whoever comes in sick just get healed. Lord, I give you praise. On this Valentine's Day, keep that in mind. We have a responsibility towards one another. And that is to be kindly affectioned towards one another. Can you bring up the, the exhibit, please? Let me explain what kindly affection and what brotherly love mean. It's in the same sentence. Amen. Kindly affection, it is a compound word made up of two words, philos and storge. The word itself is philostogos. Amen. It appears only one time. It is such a precious word that it appears only one time in the Bible. That's why I chose this verse. Amen. So kindly affection, it is natural family love, which is not based on personal attraction or desirability. So that doesn't involve eros. There is nothing ravishing about phileo. Are you with me, saints? <laughs> Brotherly love translates Philadelphia. Another compound word made up of phileo and adelphos. Phileo means to have tender affection. Adelphos means brother. So you have tender affection to your brethren in church. Are you with me? How many of you are that that's needed in church? Brothers and sisters, life has defined some of us in such a way that that is so important. Sometimes when you come to church, you got so much going behind your head. Well, in your mind, the entire week's work of the devil and problems and issues just running through our mind. And sometimes when we enter the church, our face don't look like we are kindly affectioned. We need some trained ushers. We need some people who are trained on the hospitality committee. If I was God, the hospitality committee in heaven will be the most blessed committee. Because they have to deal with some stuff. Let me correct that. They have to deal with some of us. <laughs> I, if I was God, I would bless the socks of these people. <laughs> Hey, let me move on here. Yeah. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Can I just read? Can I just finish with the verse? Will I, I don't have time to explain it. Let's read. Verse 12 says, in, in verse 12, and it's one sentence. The sentence starts from verse 9. It ends on verse 13. Verse, you got verse 11? Verse 11 says, so let's go back to verse 10. Let's read the entire verse. Be kind of affection one to another with brotherly love. In honoring, preferring one another. Wow. Honor one another. Don't, don't honor yourself. Look, look, look towards honoring somebody. Because of the God in that person. Sometimes we know too much, too much about people. And when we know too, too much about people, we, we fall to the temptation not to honor them. But it's not them, it's the God in them. Somebody died for them. It took me a long time to see that. You hear me? It is them. The God in them. Now notice what he said. Not because you are kind, you got to be slothful in business. Can I go to verse 11? Verse 11 said, not slothful in business. Apathetic. Just giving God anything. <laughs> Won't work on delivering for God as a professional. You know why many people read the Bible don't understand the Bible? Because we don't honor the word of God. We have no reverence for God's word. Are you with me? No honor. We take the, are you getting me, brother? God knows when you honor him. 
And when you take the Bible and read one verse, it breaks something to you. Because the value you place on the word of God. I wish I had time to explain to you somebody's, beha somebody's behavior who values God's word. But I don't have the time. That's why some of us, we just cannot get revelation knowledge. Let me move on here. I just move on here. It says here in verse 13, sorry, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit. Fervent in spirit. God, I give you praise. Fervent in spirit. Always ready to do it for the Lord. Ready to do it for the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? Tired, but yes, I'll be there. Because I'm doing it for God. Oh, what a blessing. Just fervent. Just, I, I can't be depended upon. You know, it's not what it is you can't depend on some people. Well, let me leave that alone. <laughs> now, now, do you know why? I, you, you know I was like that. You will be. A pastor looked at me when I was about 20, 21. Just, he said, Emmanuel, you are so gifted, but you are so lazy. Yes, he said, your soul, he said, you will never amount to anything in God until you get fervent in spirit. I didn't know where that word was. And I thank God he was that blunt with me. He said, you give God anything? You, anyhow, let me just move on here. Serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. Then he said, uh, right here in verse 12, rejoicing in hope. You, you gotta be, you gotta be, you must have a positive outlook on life. And it's gotta be among the sense. The glass cannot be always half empty. It's gotta be half full, brothers and sisters. If you're rejoicing in hope. Others looking on the bright side. Yes, we know we're on earth. But the Bible says we have overcome the world. Our faith. Our faith in God. Because of our faith in God, we've overcome the world. So we should be rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Not easily blow, not just blow a fuse. Hmm? I was telling my wife, I'm, I'm not sure how, but I'm going to try to get rid of all my fuse so I won't blow any. <laughs> Just, just get rid of that. Let's just go straight to the, to the power source. <laughs> Continue in instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessity of the sins given to what? See, I told you the hospitality committee. The entire church should be given to hospitality. Given over to that. And in some hospital, hospital, very hospitable person, very hospitable person, very hos you know what hospitality means? Very kind, very warm, very nice. Hospitality, people who are hospitable don't say, do not say this. Those folks in that church over there, well, that's the same church you're going to. I used to talk like that. I'm telling you, I know, I used to talk like that. This verse has changed. I repented. Oh, these folks are, mm -mm, not me, I'm, I just come to church and I, no, 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 no. I used to do that. I, you, I used to do that. But I was, I was spiritually feeble. Very few, very few things worked for me. Oh, but, but I love the Lord. The word dissimulation in verse 9 means without hypocrisy. Your love should not be laced with hypocrisy should be pure yeah. let love be without dissimulation dissimulation means it don't be a hypocrite don't be a pharisee mm? you know the pharisees they still have this you know this their descendants still they still have descendants around uh, amongst us you know that the pharisees they still have their family some of their family members still in churches today <laughs> i know i was one <laughs> I told you I was brought up. Let me move on here. Let me move. Let's, let's look at the last one. This is, and I'm wonderful. I'm about 35 minutes into it. Give me 10 more minutes. Is that all right? I want to look at the last type of love, which is agape. Amen. The love of God. Now we can use the many verses I can use. We can use uh, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8. Quite a few. 
But I want to use two, Ephesians chapter four, verse two. And then I want to go to Ephesians chapter three, and then we look at verse 16 to 19. You got Ephesians chapter four, Ephesians chapter, sorry. Did I say four? Yeah, four, two. It says here, you got it, you ready? Can you go to verse 1? Let's go to verse 1. Just for contextual purposes. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you should walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Notice there is a comma. He's going to explain what does it mean to walk worthy of the vocation. The word walk means to conduct your life. To deport yourself like that. The word walk means to become a life. That should be your lifestyle. Okay. What should be our lifestyle? Of the vocation, let us see what the vocation wherewith you are called. Let's see what you are called to do. With all lowliness and meekness, with all what? Long suffering, forbearing what? In what? This is agape. That's agape love. In other words, lowliness talk about humility. Meekness talk about having the power to do something, but you are, you are so powerful you can hold yourself back. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You, you can do it, I can say it, but I got enough God in me, I'm just, I'm just going to hold myself back. That doesn't mean you let people walk over you, you are not a pushover. Hmm? If somebody is taking advantage of you, then I ask you to stand for yourself. With long suffering, suffering long. Forbearing here means to suffer with, it is to suffer with one another. It means to put up with one another. It means to endure one another. Remember I told you some life has defined some people. Life has done a number on some people. And when they come to church, God is expecting us mm, to forbear. Overlook their mistakes. I want to use a different word, but let's use mistakes for now. So we can be polite. Amen. Over God is expecting you to do that. Amen. That doesn't mean that you put up with the nonsense because God said, do not be sloth. We just read, not slothful in business. Amen. So you don't have somebody come and say, well, I'm sorry. I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball. You know what happened to you if you dropped the ball in the world? Home. Go home. Are you with me? So you don't drop the ball in church. You deliver. But the Bible says we are supposed to do what? Forbear. Suffer along with one another. Man, have you read these verses? You know you and I cannot do that in our own strength. That's these verses. I, I ask God to help me out with these verses every single day. Every day. Every day. Finally, Paul prayed a prayer for the saints in Ephesus. You need to see that prayer. I'm going to show you. There are quite a few prayers in Ephesians. I'm going to show you prayers I pray every day. I'm going to show you why it's difficult, another scripture why it's difficult for people to understand the Bible. Are you ready? Paul prayed a prayer in Ephesians chapter, in Ephesians chapter, chapter 3. He could, he, he, he's prayed quite a few. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. Brothers and sisters, I would advise that you pray that prayer every day. I pray that prayer every day for understanding and for wisdom. It says here, Paul is praying. He said that, and I'm going to show you, we're looking at agape, right? The God kind of love, the love in spite of. I love you not because of you. I love you because I am love. That I love you because that's what I do. Mm? Yes. Amen? Yes. I praise because that's what I do. Yes. You, know, you know that song, praise is what I do. Yes. Yeah, I, I just do praise because that's me, that's part of my nature. Yes. It says here, Paul is praying to God. He said, I'm praying to God that God would grant you according, the word according means, it means in proportion to, to the degree of. Are you with me? That's what the word according means. It means in a in proportion to to the degree of Paul is praying that God will grant you and I 
in proportion to to the degree of the riches of his glory what is he praying to be strengthened with might by his spirit the holy spirit in the inner man no no i know that will take me some time to explain the inner man <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Let's go to verse 17. You see, I can't even, Lord, have my, I can't even go through everything. And he said, I'm also praying that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Yes. That you've been rooted, here comes the word, rooted like a tree. He's using serious verbiage here. And grounded like a building. Just like a tree is rooted in the earth. And a building is grounded in, 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 grounded in the ground. Can I use ground? He said so to a Christian should be rooted and grounded in love. Agape love. Just as a tree is rooted. It's not going anywhere. A tree stays rooted whether or not a hurricane comes. Are you with me? Are you getting what I'm saying brothers and sisters? It doesn't matter what... Uh, the wind, the wind, I'm looking for a word. The strength of the wind. The tree is still standing in love. It is still rooted. That, so, that tells you and I, some people are going to come across your path like wind. Like a hurricane, you got to be still rooted in love. When they pass, because it came to pass, didn't it? <laughs> when they pass, your love should not be shaken. You should still be grounded. You know, sometimes when we go through certain things with people, we said, well, I'm done with her. I'm done with him. That's my last chapter with you. My book closed. No, 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 no. Your book has to be opened. Because you're grounded in? Grounded in love. Rooted in love. That's a prayer. Every Christian should pray every day. I pray that prayer every day. Lord, I need your help. I got to remain rooted in in love like a tree is rooted in the earth. I got to be grounded in love like a building is grounded. I, I cannot do that on my own. I need to be strengthened with might in the inner man to do that. He continues, verse 17. Now look how important it is to be grounded and rooted in love. He said, verse 18, sorry. Verse 18, he continues. And since if you don't get anything today, I need you to get this. With respect to being grounded in love. Here he's telling us that you may be able to comprehend with, with who? All saints. I, I told you I was going to tell you why it is difficult for some people's mind to comprehend the word of God. They forget all saints. They forget whom? You can't, there is no way God is going to give you revelation knowledge if you hate all saints. If you don't like saints. Is, is the Bible right or the Bible right? Because he said love has breath. Love has length. God's love has depth. God's love has height. You can lose yourself in God's love. We talk about 3D. God's love has 4D. You get what I'm saying? And that kind of love, God is not going to shower on you if you are a Christian hater. Well... <laughs> Are you, you, are you with me? I tell my wife, I cannot be gossiping within, with you. Well, we don't do that. We, we don't do that. Well, I'm just tell, we just speak at the house. Because I'm telling her, I need to understand. I need revelation knowledge. It's because I have this. I'm very careful. I don't mess with Christians. I don't talk about Christians. I don't have time to talk about Christians. I live in a glass house. And I need to understand the Bible as soon as I break it open. <laughs> Let me show this to you. Verse 19 brings it home. Let me show you verse 19. Verse 19 says, And to know the love of God, the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. He's talking about experience. There is a love of God that blows your mind. It's experiential love. Let me tell you, when, let me tell you what I've seen. When people, are, I've seen people move in the love of God and then others call them weak. <laughs> That's this power in there. Power you'll never know about. That's not weakness. That's power on display. 
You, I am saying, you hear? Let me continue. He, he said, that which passeth experiential knowledge, that you might be filled. No, no, no. We, we need to back up. We need to back up. I get too excited. And to know the word no, the first no is experiential love. Experience. Are you with me? The first no here is talking about experience. Because you cannot know the love of Christ without experience. Paul is praying that you understand experiential love. You know some people, my mother is one of those people and I'm sorry to go back using my mother. There are some people, they know and they just know and they know and they just know. They know, I think they know <laughs> that, God's love, that, God, that God loves them and God will protect them from anything. Nothing can touch them. Let me give you an example. We, when I was a little boy, I was talking, when I was 11 years old, we walked five miles to church. Every, I hated it, you hear me? <laughs> five miles on foot. Every Wednesday, every Tuesday, every Sunday. And one time I said to my mother, I said, Mommy, it's dark. Services starts at 11. I said, Why, we, we're living, it's going to take us an hour. It takes us an hour to walk to church and back. And I said, it's too late. There might be a young man who may do us harm. She bent and she said, I me. She said, son, if there is a young man who's going to do us harm, God will bring the need to relieve himself. He'll go relieve himself and then we'll pass. Then he'll come back. <laughs> Sometimes I, I cry, I tear up when I, when I think of those days. Those days they've kept me. I remember those words. And that's what I'm talking about. Experience. She said to me once, she said, son, because I, my father was not the best of dads. Amen. He's one of those they call rolling stones. You remember the kind of guy we talk about in Proverbs? He was one of those guys. Yeah. And he, and I, I saw what he did to my mom, and I came to my mother and I said, why do you still take that back all the time? She said to me, son, he can't touch my heart. I give my heart to Jesus. <laughs> what can you? What can I do with somebody like that? <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> so, we are talking about experiential love. That's the kind of, to know the love of God, which, that kind of love, it blows, that's what I said. What it does, it just blows your mind. That, uh, which passeth knowledge, that's head knowledge. Are you with me? One is experience, the other is head. That's what most of us have. I'm still trying to get away from head knowledge. That you might be filled with what? All the fullness of God. You know why we are not filled with the fullness of God? It's right here. We are not grounded in love. We have no experiential love. We don't treat the sense right. And as a result, we are suffering. It's right here. That's why I said every day, brothers and sisters, we need to start praying. Because we are the body of Christ. You may see me individually, but Christ sees me as a body. Are you with me? I may be a toe in the body of Christ. And you are hurting Christ's toe. You, are you with me? You know what somebody does when you hurt their toe? <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So you have to ask God to let you see that every Christian has the body of Christ. And ask God to give us. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2 Give us the ability to forbear With one another To suffer long and put up with one another Are you with me saints? I started doing that And I kid you not When I started the Bible just started, I started understanding Wisdom It's amazing Scripture memorization Scripture memorization became easy I read a scripture two three times Bam I I, I I can retain it. But before that, it was difficult. And so I had to dig myself out of that. I don't know it. Well, you've heard of church hurts, right? Yes. It's, for, it's real. 
But preserve your heart. Preserve your heart. Stay young. Stay young. Forbear with them. Stay young. Forbear with them. I, you know, we, we, uh, we all from a previous church, Elder Brenda, my wife, uh, who else? Elder Bello, uh, Miss Bello, the, uh, we all from a previous church and it was not the best of church. And I didn't realize, I didn't realize I was hurting from some things that happened there. And one day God brought it to my attention, I fell on my knees and I asked God for forgiveness. Say, God forgive me. I should forbear with one another. I just didn't know. Help me. I, I don't want to miss anything. I, I cannot miss God. I cannot miss revelation knowledge. I cannot miss the wisdom of God. Eros. We need Eros. Phileo. We need Phileo. Agape. For that matter, Eros and Phileo cannot work if you don't have Agape. Agape brings it in. The love of God. And you know what I'm saying? I'm going to stop here now. Father, we thank you for your word. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com or call the church 850-408-8496.